jump into the epic world of Avatar The Last Airbender. With Nickelodeon's official companion podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Listen to Avatar, Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we're starting in the middle of some laughter. Uh, Welcome to the show. It's uh, the You Up podcast coming at you live from my apartment um, in New York City. One of the last ones from this apartment because I'm moving. And um, but I'm here on a Monday night. The podcast is coming out late. This will probably be out Tuesday Eve, midday. And um, but uh, I was on the road. Just got back today, about an hour and a half ago. And I um, I'm here with Andrew Collin, as always. Yeah. Not as always, but Not you're here always, most of the time. Probably eighty percent. Yeah, eighty percent of the pods you're on. Or sixty-five. Yeah, uh, we were on the road this weekend. We just got back from Vegas this today. We left in the morning. We arrived in the evening here in New York. We, we missed in, an entire day. We were in freaking Tulsa, in Oklahoma. I never thought I'd be in Oklahoma. On sa- oh yeah, on Saturday night we were in Tulsa, and Sunday night we were in Vegas. We did two casinos, two very different casinos. Very different. Buffalo Run in <laughs> Oklahoma. Let me Middle just welcome our nowhere. third guest just to oh, welcome her in. Yeah, let's let her in. Um, she's been on the podcast before, but uh, we didn't really get to talk to her because the podcast. I think maybe we aired like no, we didn't have one that week. I think we just skipped it because I fucked it up, or I forget what we did that week. But we had an entire podcast with my next guest, who's been on the show before. She's been on the podcast before. Um, she is one of my. She is truly one of my best friends. I've known her for many, many years. She is the uh, apple of my eye of 2019. Oh. We became very close, and um, she is a very talented model and actress and dancer. Uh, it's Seralina Prozel, everyone. Oh, hi, everybody. Seralina NYC. You're the if you want to follow her, yeah. I don't know why it's a, I've never said that to anyone, but you were. You were like my the apple sh- of the eye. Yeah. I like it. Thanks, girl. I uh, like pears. You're the pear of mine. Th- is that because I have a pear-shaped body? Is that what you're saying? No, almond-shaped eyes. Oh, thank you. I'm the almond Athletic build body. <laughs> you're a pear of pears. You're the pear of my eye. Pear of my eye? Can I say that? Yeah, you can do that. I think it's better of have a pear body than an apple body, but whatever. Mm. I think so, too. I never even understood those. Like, I don't know what body I am. That's why I said, uh, I said like a athletic, well, what's weird is there's a pear, apple, and then there's athletic build. No, I think I might be making this no. up. No, there's got to be another fruit in there. Uh, banana um, body? Banana. <laughs> <laughs> you got a great well, banana body. If you bomb. had to have a fruit body, what would you want? Oh. Like, oh, it's that's hard a good one. Apple doesn't, the um, only one that really looks like a, bo- a banana actually, well, if you had no arms and legs, but. None of them have actually arms or legs, but a pear. A pear looks like a body. An apple. Carrot. Did, carrot's good. A turnip. Uh, oh, yeah. a ginger. You know, a lot of few extra limbs. But then wait, sexy. a carrot is that a fruit? It's got to be a fruit. Oh, it's got to be. A fruit. <laughs> I'm bringing in all the food. You're like I would just be a Giselle bunch. Pop tart. It's like wait, we're not <laughs> dealing with. <laughs> no, no, yes. Okay. Maybe a zucchini. Yeah, a but zucchini? that's a vegetable. No, that's a vegetable. Oh, fruit. No, if it but has... I just remember in like seventeen Pineapple. magazines, they would always be like, if you're a pear, like you always were. There was different groups you could be, different food groups as a woman. Yeah, maybe you're right. 
pear um, apple. I like when there are animals that look like me. I feel like connected to the earth. What like animal someone, looks like you? Um, certain camels, uh, horses, many dogs, <laughs> so many dogs with like fine camels. long manes. Yeah, and long snouts. I look like legit, really pretty dogs. So I'm flattered by it. First dog I ever looked like was in um, All Dogs Go to Heaven. And I always secretly was like, I really love that dog. It was the heaven dog that's like, Charlie, yes, you can I never come back. Oh, I think was she was like my style icon as like a 10 year old. And then I went to college. I always secretly wanted to look like that dog and like wanted to, people to think <laughs> I looked like that dog. I didn't realize it until I went to college and my friend Jess was like, you know that you look exactly like that dog from All Dogs Go to Heaven. And I, see it? And I was like, Good. I'm pulling Finally. it up. No, uh, it, what kind of do, dog is it? Do. Dalmatian. It's like it's she's. It's called like sweetheart dog or something. I've looked her up before. I should get her on like up my phone case, but because she, she truly is like a style I'm icon. Gonna to I'm, me. I'm gonna have that whenever you call me. I'm gonna have this dog. What kind of animal up. have you gotten before? You kind of yeah. Serlina is a. You have a, um, you know, a brain mantis. Of, really? Yeah. Oh wow. Thanks. Like an insect I was, vibe. I was yes. All models, all really extremely beautiful people. Like they look like alien insects. Really? Kind of. yeah. Like a grasshopper. Like where the eyes are like mm-hmm. far apart. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Not this dog. This is the homeless dog. Remember? No, it's the one that um, goes to Charlie. You can never come Maybe back. Maybe you can be the homeless dog. Andrew could be the homeless dog. Yeah, I. I mean, I laugh like that one dog. Apparently, <laughs> that remind me of you. You can't actually. even do an He's example of your ear. own laugh. <laughs> it's a heaven dog. What's his name again? Heaven dog. All dogs go to heaven. Girl. I'll find her right now. Heaven dog. Heaven dog girl. Well, no, I won't. Oh, it's um, just like pictures get? of girls in heaven know. with their dogs. I feel fat right now. You, you feel that. fat right now? Ugh, I weighed myself last week like a <gasps> fucking idiot. I know. Well, why did we have a scale in the goddamn office? Andrew is uh, working on a show, a uh, show that I can't tell you about yet, but I have a, sh- a TV show coming out. And um, Andrew is working as one of the writers there. And in the office, there is a scale. Well, one of the other writers brought in this. Ari brought in a scale. Wait, Ari brought that in? He brought it in. I'm going to fire him. You ass. should. What the fuck? There shall be no. I hate scales. And I hate when I see that boys have scales. It just tells me that you. It, I mean, obviously, I'm projecting because I'm like, I don't want to be around the same thing that haunts me. And I don't want to date a guy that's obsessed with like a number on a scale. And no. so when he when I saw that in the office, I was like, what the fuck? I thought you guys just found it. No, Ari brought it in. You should call him Why and yell at him. Why would you bring a... Call him. I'll, I'll call him right now. Yeah, put him on speaker. No, I, I don't want to do that on the podcast. But oh. um, why <laughs> Why did he do it? Do we know? I I think he said he had one left over, but that doesn't mean why the fuck would you bring it on the train? Okay, I'm going to ask him. I'm just going to... Um... Yeah, call him up. Hey, Ari. Why? Oh, see, it spelled his own name wrong within his own text. Anyways, but yeah, so he brought a scale in. Hey, Ari, we're doing the podcast right now, and um, I was talking about how there was a scale in the office, and I just thought it was a random scale that was just sitting around the office, and it turns out you brought that into my place of work, and I need an ex- Why do you? Why did you bring in a scale? <laughs> Andrew has no idea why you would have brought it in. I need to know why you need now to I weigh like yourself Now I feel like I'm ratting them out. I don't want to feel like a rat. Oh, shut up. I love Ari. He can do no wrong to me. Yeah, I know. So so I weighed myself. I was 206 pounds. I don't even know. I've never been over 200 pounds. Maybe once in my life. And I thought I was eating good. I thought I looked good. And then once you, like, look at it, then you, like, 
Weight is fucked up because then Buck it's like Mason I is a little too stretchy, a little too forgiving yeah. because you are not feeling it in your clothes. Because that's generally when you know. That I really you're want. Fat. To, I wear thirty three pants right now. I'm not like wearing thirty sixes. I think I I've been lifting a lot, so muscle so that's, does it's muscle, dude. That's what I want to tell myself. But then it is. Yeah, I don't. And different know. scales, you know. Also, it's not like if your clothes fit, it's muscle. Yeah. If you're fat, your clothes wouldn't fit. Yeah, that's true. It's just the way it is. I just think as a guy, you can't like complain about weight or you're called a pussy. And then like, I don't really really, like, yeah, I do feel way more confident when I feel like obviously in better shape. But I didn't even think I was in bad shape until I saw the number. I was like, what the the fuck? So if the number said 185. Yeah, I would have felt better for sure. Let's just change the numbers. I didn't. Yeah, I do. I weigh 184. There, yeah. Perfect. You yeah, look great. Cool. It's just, I, I saw that scale and I wanted to get on it so bad because you just want it to tell you something that you know isn't true. Well, no yeah. other guy in the office would get on the scale. I, I never like getting on scales. And especially, like, I know I, that it, it's, but it's so tempting. That's why I was mad about seeing it. I was like, I want to get on it so bad. And I'm. it's just like causing me stress to not be able to know, but to want to know. But the thing is, I recently have gained weight. None of my pants fit. And it fucking sucks because you're not because I'm bigger. I don't even care what I like. I look good, but like all of my, like you're just uncomfortable all the time. You just feel fat because your clothes are so tight and then you can't, that's why like, but all my jeans recently have been like the actual denim that they used to like wear in the seventies. And then denim went stretch and it was great. And now (laughs) all of my denim is like back to this vintage shit that makes you feel it right away. Yeah. You could not have fluctuated weight in the seventies. Oh, you no. Must have had you a, were fucking putting on pants with pliers. Those pants were so no. tight. Yeah. Like but spandex polyester also, and all that, the, the materials they used then, everyone must have... Well, now all girls wear like workout pants. But I and just... it doesn't matter I can how, be like, fat, but I won't feel fat if I don't wear clothes that so don't fit So why don't you buy me. clothes that are bigger? Because I don't want to... I don't want to being bigger. No, because first of all, I hate shopping. I hate going, doing fittings. I just spent a lot of money on a new wardrobe. A lot. Can you trade it in for a size above? No, I'll just work out enough to get it back. Because also I haven't been like, I realized I wasn't fucking. And so I like stopped working out because I'm like, I'm not going to have a good body for no reason. And then I started being naked with boys again. And I'm like, I gotta get it in shape. So it's it's a motivation. And yeah, I'm not, but then you, you just fought, watched the Taylor Swift doc. Yeah, she's happy ta- being a bigger size, and she like I know tend to it. I yes, but she also has people that can get her bigger clothes overnight, and it's like she doesn't even have to think about it. She can like it just happens probably materializes around her <laughs> literally material just that's true becomes. I get you bigger clothes overnight. But I love Taylor Swift in that documentary. I want to talk about that, like in terms of eating disorder stuff. I really was reluctant to watch it because I just didn't. She seems to have been anorexic and gotten over in it like so quickly. And part of me is like jealous, but also part of me is like, it looked really good on you, and that's in and you got to use it in a way that I didn't. But like, or like, I don't know what I was thinking in the moment, and it, I just thought it might trigger me in a way that's like would resent her more mm-hmm. or like at all. And it didn't. She like handled it. Did you watch the documentary, Sarah Lena? No. It was, it's so good. I yeah. really recommend it. I recommend every girl watching it, even if you think you'll just be ta- jealous of Taylor Swift, which is what I thought. It like made me want to be a better artist and a better human. And um, 
I don't know. I just, I love her so much more than I ever thought I could. But she was talking about, she, I literally, I'm starting a new trend called swifting um, for girls when you see a picture of yourself that you don't like. Because there's a scene in the movie where she's in, she's talking about her eating disorder and how she was lying about eating and she was exercising a lot. And she didn't realize that like at the end of these concerts, these huge stadium shows, she wasn't supposed to feel like she was dying and like so exhausted. Like there was a way to do it where she would feel great at the end, but she was like so malnourished that she was like struggling at these, of course, these huge arena shows. But she was like, I can be more powerful if I'm bigger and like not bigger, but Mm. like, yeah, bigger. And so, but then she was like, see, she's in a car at one point. She looks at a picture of herself that she sees somewhere and she's like, see, normally I would. And she starts zooming in. And she goes, nope, oh. nope. You're not allowed to do that anymore. Sweet you don't thing. get to do that anymore. That's not what we do. We want to, but we don't do that. Because when we did that, things were not good. So like zooming in on your every yes, little. Zooming yeah. in when we, and she just stops herself. She, the power that she holds in that moment, you're like, oh, I can be that powerful too. And yeah. change the voice in my head that's wanting to make me do the thing that's the easiest and the most comfortable. And it was just like, we all have to swift. Mm-hmm. We have to do a swift change of where you see a picture instead of zooming in, just go, we don't hurt ourselves. Like the, just like, just ignore mm-hmm. it. If you feel good, don't look at the fucking number. Well, you gotta yeah. change the dialogue in your head. Are you making your body good for a man? Or are you making your body good for, to be as strong and as confident as possible on right. stage and do the most work without mm-hmm. getting exhausted. Right. And having to drink 17 coffees. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is because, you know, like it's hard. But like, are you going to be sad if you're bigger? I mean, how much bigger would one have to be to actually like, 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 why are we so concentrated on it? No one else sees it except for that person. Really? Mm, a I lot like of that she was. Le- she's getting. I see it. Well, the thing is, the problem is, is that I and I get positive reinforcement for it almost instantly when I lose weight, like from everyone, from pictures on Instagram. Like you just get a lot more love for your looks when you, you look think, hot. You think ten? Let's say ten pounds. Okay. Yeah. You put on ten pounds. Yeah. You dress cool as shit. You still have your hair done. Like, everything's still done, but you gain 10 pounds, and maybe you feel, like, le- more energy. Mm, you don't think I'm you I'm not get- in a place where I feel comfortable with that. <laughs> I'm just being honest No, I know. I, I know. Not, I'm just wondering, like... Because I, I'm so tied to it, and it's, like, I will get to a place like that. That's, like, obviously goals for sure, but it's, like, I am so uncomfortable right now. It's, like... Fuck. I mean, every day I'm like, you got to get back at like, you got to find time to work out. Like yesterday, the fucking gym closed at seven Mm. and I was going to go at like seven and get a great run in before it always energizes me before Mm -hmm. a show. I need to start working out again. And it fucking closed. And I was just like, what do I do? I like don't I don't know what to do in my hotel room now. But then I was just like, okay, good. But you look the same to me. Like I see you all the time. Yeah. I don't see a difference. Yeah. I mean, you just feel it, I suppose. Well, there's just no denying it when none of your jeans that fit the week before don't fit anymore but i just the, the problem i see is not that maintaining this it's like I, if i lose control of it like when it starts to go a yeah. little bit and you see it you go what if i can't yeah, grasp yeah. it and then i just am obese and i'm stuck in my house or something which obviously would never happen i mean i went to a doctor the other day and this is all very interesting to talk about because i went to this uh psych 
doctor to get new meds and to really like she gets near genetics so i did like a mouth swab mm-hmm. so they could trace me to any crime for the rest of my life and um <laughs> uh, no i actually did 20 no, i didn't it just do for like a, is it for health things like oh this is in this dna could yeah and so she's a doctor and she so did how much f- semen was in there <laughs> 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 she did a rape kit of my mouth <laughs> and uh. she was like um oh we were talking about all the same oh, I for, forgot what I was gonna say about no, it no no so you got so you went doctor psych doctor yeah I know that but I, what we're talking about right out. before that we're talking about weight yeah I know oh fuck she I mean we were talking about all this same oh, shit oh losing control losing control yeah we it's the same conversation yeah. I mean of yeah. like do you like do you what would happen if you were bigger what like all of that conversation but it's also about Oh, what what was the most interesting thing she did? Oh, because I was talking about like sometimes I, she goes, "You're really hard on yourself." Well, I had a doctor say that to me last week. I also started seeing a new therapist. It sounds like I see a lot of doctors, but it's just two: <laughs> one for my meds, one for my brain, and to talk. But I started seeing this new one, and she was like, "You're like really hard on yourself." And I was like, "You know what? I hear that a lot, and I will acknowledge that that is your perception. But I just do- generally don't feel it. I don't." think that I am like but I and she was like oh that sounds right and then this doctor kind of said the same thing which I get a lot which I just do you ever get something and you're like I don't I don't think of that as myself like you don't see yeah, it because yeah but you don't want to see it yeah that's what it is I mean of course like we all have problems and we all have like things we do and 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 we, like whatever like what's the word I'm thinking of whatever just like bad shit that we do and when you're called out on it yeah you get called out on it and you're like fuck you dude you 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 know you want to be defensive about it yeah because it's harder to deal with it and you might be hard on yourself and like but you're afraid if you're not hard on yourself you won't be as productive i think that's what it comes down right and then if you're not productive then you feel like a failure and then if you're not being productive you're also alone with yourself yes (laughs) yes so i and you know it just feels so indulgent to like talk about yourself to an app for an hour and a half to someone and just like it's it's it really is especially after doing the radio for two hours oh my god i'm it's i'm such a narcissist i can't even stand it but that's okay if you're if you're but the the reason i went to this woman is because i just want to not be a narcissist yeah Yeah, but I mean, no, because you, you <laughs> because can't. you have to be for you the kind of stand-up you do. If you didn't pick yourself apart, you wouldn't be yeah as good of a stand-up. Because then yeah, you'd I'll be give doing... that up though to be happy. Well, who says you're not happy right now? I don't know. Um, There's somewhere ta- in the middle of all this shit. I was talking to my brother today about that, and he was like, "You just worry about everything. You always uh, you you." You know, like everything's a stress. I'm like, this little thing, and this could be better, and that could be better. Like, for, it's different, but the same conversation in a sense. But he was saying, but because you're like that, that's why you get things done. That's why you're successful. Yes. If you're content, if you're just blah, then why would why would you want to grow to be anything else? Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. So I was kind of thinking about that today and made my anxiety feel better. I was like, oh, I'm getting stuff done because I'm anxious about it. I don't think it's the way. I want to feel calmer. Yeah, I want to feel calmer. But don't calmer you think too. like... But I don't know. Sometimes I think with you two, and then like, <laughs> just let it out. With you freaking bitches. No. Yeah, yeah. No, like I do. I think like, and you talk about like guys, like you got to work on yourself, like working on yourself. And I feel like you all work on yourself so much to the point where it's like, like not positive anymore because it's like you're trying oh, to yeah. reach this like, 
like this idea of who you are without mm-hmm. just being like step back and just breathe and be like this is I'm okay yeah. with this. Yeah. I think people And because do, yeah. then once you go I'm okay with this then you could like you could chill True. and you could be present and then you are the best version of yourself there because you will be more empathetic and you will be like just more like whatever you know like instead of like what do i have to do to more, make more. myself how do better? I get better i know but no, it's, it's hard. easier I'm, said like no, no, no i know i'm not hating i'm not like judging no, by any means i do the same a thing a little bit of anger to what you're saying of like if you stop just did this me, it's Andrew, like stop. Of no, no, no 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 i don't mean that it reminds me of when people used to be like just eat something and i'm like i that sounds like a great solution buddy <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know how and they're like well the food is right in front of you just chew it and put it in your mouth i mean it wait, it really is bonkers to be like I can't I can't tell you I don't know I don't know why but I can't do that I'm with you people think you're crazy but it's true because it seems easy for some some people just just don't think like that yeah exactly it's like a different Uh, here's what I think though I get what you're saying I get what you're saying but here I'm because I constantly try to do that and like I'm saying like how are you supposed to do this but you know when we do our gratitude list to each other sometimes yeah so um most I would say two out of seven mornings we gotta start doing it every <laughs> day should. again it was, so good. <laughs> it was so good it was so good so what what about those oh the gratitude list those to me feels like they feel like um milestones so you can be thankful for how far you've come already so when you get because yes. i'm constantly working on myself and i feel oh i'm never gonna be there oh i'm still anxious oh i'm still worried oh i'm still this but Sometimes I'm less and sometimes, you know, I start yes. remembering that's what the gratitude list almost like it you're running you- on a treadmill and each mile you get a little milestone. So when you're working out and and this is something with me, I struggle with mentally is like I, I never feel like I'm growing mentally. But when I work out, I can see, oh, yeah, I ran one mile. Cool. I've already reached that milestone. But when you work on yourself mentally, it's different than physical because you don't know when you're reaching the milestone because you're constantly working oh God, on the that's next so thing. interesting. Yeah. So for me, when we do those gratitude lists, it makes me feel, oh, cool. I reached one mile because now I'm thankful for my apartment or whatever. Tangible. Like yeah, it you feels tangible, it. Yeah. like a tangible thing that you're like reached a mile there. Yeah. You and there. it's you're doing something that's kind of homeworky like so when you're done with it and you see I wrote these three paragraphs about things that I'm grateful for and it was really a struggle because all I was on my way to work I was in a bad mood and I had to d- dig inside of myself and really find things that I'm like so grateful for today and it, it fucking puts you in a good mood I swear to god I watched that I watched a YouTube video and it sold me on it we gotta do it again let's do it because yeah, I mean do it. there the are best. so many things to be grateful for and that's like the only way to like actually yes I just I, I say understand. all that to say, like, I, I've, I've been definitely one to be lazy. I've been one to be content mm-hmm. when I shouldn't be. I've been one to literally put off years of my life in depression and in not doing anything and being completely frozen. Right. Until, like, now I feel like I have been at least enough productive where I could actually, like, look at myself. Yeah. And, like, so I say all that to say there's, again, in the middle somewhere. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, I know, like. I could also work on myself more. Uh huh. But that being said, it's you. Just no, okay you with you have really too. good self esteem. I definitely it's like. It's all right. I mean, I put up a picture with my shirt off, and you think that I have self esteem? Yeah, I know. Like, what is that? What is that? That's not self esteem. It's just like I. Well, the picture look with Matt. I put up Matt Rife, who's this ripped. Yeah, yesterday we were in Vegas, and um, the comedian <laughs> Matt Rife joined us. He's a friend of ours, and. uh 
he's he's just a great kid to have around. We like him. And yeah, Andrew and he 24. have a really funny, like he's flirty fine. type, like hilarious Instagram relationship that I really enjoy. So he hung out with us last night and we um we met in the lobby and then we had to check him into his hotel room. So we all just like went and hung in his hotel room and instantly Andrew wanted to get a, a Naked, photo session yeah. going. I don't know. He's just like I know he's he's known. has the best but like he has he's a perfect specimen. Like he works out way too much probably. So there's something like He's pretty. There, yes. He's a he's pretty man. It's like when you he's see a, a nice pretty... car and you want to pose in front yeah. of it. And like wanted to take his shirt off next to. Like yeah, a... it's like yeah. when you, you drive a ca- you're a Camry and you're like, let's take a picture next to a Ferrari. Yes. <laughs> because yes. you want to be okay being a Camry. Like there was something too. like, also I think it's funny because like here yeah. I am trying to be sexy. He is sexy. Right. He right. is what sex yeah, is. He, he has 300,000 followers because he has nine, like 19 abs. <laughs> and he fucked and he dated Kate Beckinsale. Like the boy is hot. Yeah, he's really hot. So I thought he next to him I would never look worse, but then, you know, I, I, I don't know, it just felt fun. Yeah. And but that's like, not self-esteem. I don't know to if it's like, self-esteem. To be like I don't care what people think I and just it choose doesn't matter. humor over anything. Yeah. Is it to I cover how you feel? Do you want to be as ripped as that? Sometimes, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's not right. that ripped, okay. but like somewhere yeah, he's really ripped. But do you think you lose your funny when you're like he's a comedian? He's funny. He's no, funny. Don't I don't. I don't agree with funny. any of that. <laughs> lose your funny. No. But do you think a lot of your humor is no, um, tied up in me? Tied not up looking in you? Good. No. No. Okay. No. I don't think it is either. I'm just like wondering if you. I used to think that. I used to think dressing shittier and looking shittier and like uh, I don't know and like you couldn't be too attractive because like there is there literally is that in the comedy community if 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 you're coming up in an open mic and you're too attractive or you're too well put together you'll get bullied like you'll be like what's this fucking good-looking finance guy trying to do comedy right and you're like get the fuck out of here like it's so quick or like a girl like you're so like what are you doing you're like a fucking girly girl doing comedy Yeah. yeah that happens all the time you yeah. can be too attractive and get me like that sometimes because you're like the babiest of babes. Um, well, when I was a baby, I definitely <laughs> felt it. Like when I was uh, starting out in comedy, um, there was like, but it was just uh, other girls. Yeah, and like trying to diminish you or like people who are j- just jealous. It's just jealousy. Mm. So yeah, if you're funny, they're just they'll if you're. But if you're not like we, you guys were trashing someone who's not funny, but like gives it his all, and like the other night. And um, or telling me about someone who like, and the way you're trashing him was loving because he's not a threat to any of you. So you yeah. all like were trashing him in this way that wasn't like had no venom behind it because he's a nice guy and he's trying his best and he's kind of oblivious to how much he stinks at comedy. But if, if <laughs> the only reason <laughs> you bully someone with venom is when you're threatened by them. Yeah. Otherwise, you just like have oh, like a joke true. and you go, oh, he's you know. Yeah, but you yeah. get bullied within the comedy community when you're coming up for like three yeah, or four you're good. years. But then, like, the public and, like, if you're going out on the road and, like, you're attractive and you're well put together and you're confident, it's a good thing. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just, like, I don't know. It's just shit you got to go through uh, in the comedy world, I guess. But anywhere yeah. else in real life, you want to be the best version of yourself. But is there yeah. anyone that gets by any kind of part of their life, whether it's high school or the comedy world or the modeling world or with unscathed, with no, like, feeling like is there anyone that you could point to that you're like that guy just like never had to struggle it's just always been easy that person and it's not easy for them because you don't know their life yeah we don't we find that out 
I mean, people would look at Seralina and look at you and probably feel the same way. Yeah, they can project a lot of shit, and that's what I was saying about mm-hmm. Seralina before. Is like she's someone who's so beautiful and like, but she doesn't know it, and so it's not annoying. But like, it could be annoying, and she and it is annoying life. sometimes because she doesn't know how beautiful she is, and then you have to like. Expli- you got like, this thing from I'll t- Red Wall. Yeah, it's called Red Wall. I'll Red Wall Seralina when she'll be like. Well, she lives in sweet. she lives in an opposite, and the model world is like complete opposite of yeah. what we were just talking about. Yeah, yeah. where <laughs> if you're not the hottest or the most unique or most exotic, whatever it is, or if you don't look a certain way in the modeling world, like I, the other oh, night yeah. I was with Seralina and I told her that some guy was said that she was like the most beautiful woman he's ever seen, and that like other women don't like don't make sense when they're around her. And um, and I was and I told her that and she was just like, I can't get it. And she just kept bringing up like, wow, he really said that someone's and I go, every guy feels that way around you. Like, I don't. Are you kidding? And she goes, I don't. That's she goes, I don't know. And I go, and I know this is uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, that's (laughs) kind of she goes, she goes, I go, you're a model. Yeah, you are you uh, you succeed very well in your business because you're beautiful. Like, why don't you see it? But she doesn't see herself. But then I learned when I probed a little bit more that you feel like kind of like the outsider in the modeling world or you feel like I do a outsider. For sure. How so? Well, for instance, there's a lot of times that I would get booked. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just the way I feel inside just I don't feel as beautiful sometimes I feel like I've tricked the industry I'm like uh oh yeah I've been doing it for 20 plus years Mm -hmm. but the because of insecurities I'm like uh oh I better invest in something now because this money will never come or whatever it is with with the modeling but sometimes I think in order for me to keep clients I put on the oh I'm funny and fun you know and even though there's like I can't put on like sit in the I'm beautiful role where there's a lot of models where they have that confidence where they can walk in and they're like I'm beautiful I don't feel comfortable being that so if I'm oh I'm approachable you know then that's Mm -hmm. so I sort of you nice girl your way in maybe or I like I'm I try to be funny weird faces or so I don't know like hey we're we're the same, so I try to be f- maybe be friends. I, I feel pizza. like it's the same way. I eat pizza. I'm just like you. I'm just like you. But I, I, I'm just I like t- almost you. bite you it. No. <laughs> I smell it a little. It's funny though because that's the why I I say I'm funny is because like I'm supplementing for not being as pretty as I want to be and not being able to compete uh, with women who are and so I have to like try extra hard to be extra likable. Yeah. Because and that's the thing that Taylor Swift talks about in this thing too is just being likable, like wanting people to like you yeah. so desperately mm-hmm. and like how sad it is but that's that is why you're funny it makes that's sense sweet. now um, um because I, you are and uh but that doesn't but that's also it's so funny that i'm friends with Lena now because i always used to tell my ex-boyfriend um and i said it like when we were making the show not safe about like because we were ta- exploring all these things about like beautiful people don't really need personalities and oh i was dealing i was doing a joke at the time where i would i told said that i would be okay with my ex like sleeping with other women and i'm just like because yeah, you know, there'll be hotter girls, but no girl's gonna be as cool as I am. It's just like not gonna happen. So like he'll find someone, but he'll always be like not as entertained and like. And I always felt really confident about that. And I was like, Ex- there's one exception to this rule, and her name is Saralina. Mm-hmm. I was like, she is as beautiful as she is cool, and she's the one threat. But she is married, so I'm safe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. But there is like. She's, Back on the market. I'm back out there. It <laughs> should make you feel better, though, in the sense, like, I mean, Seralina's a model and an actress as well, but, like, if you did stand-up as well, you would have, like, let's say you gain 
20 pounds. Mm -hmm. That would really affect like you. My cheeks. Career. That's where it goes. Yeah. (laughs) Career. Yeah. 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 I would. I would have. Yeah. She'd survive. She'd get into plus size modeling like that. Like you would just thrive in that. I'm just saying there's a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of pressure on staying when you already attractive one and you hear that all the time. Yes. And then you're all of a sudden now your hair's falling out. Yeah. You're getting back hair. Which is true. Things are falling apart. It's like all of which are true to me. My letterman. My letterman jacket doesn't fit anymore. Uh huh. It's like, who am I? No, oh, wait, it's true. I've just been this jock my whole life and living off the past my whole life. Yeah. Or whatever it is. Well, that's why you, like you said, it's like you both metaphorically and literally make other investments in yourself. Like you took Try up tango, to. like you find other ways yes. to find worth and value and fun and yeah. like a career path. And that's why I think I like do so many things too, is like because. There is a part of me that like was the like coming up like oh she's pretty and she does comedy and that was like my thing was being mm-hmm. like the hot like not hot but like the pretty comic or whatever because when I was young it was and now you're like well will they think I'm funny if I'm not as pretty and like even though I know that's true like I could do comedy with a fucking bag on my head and I, I do yeah. radio my face isn't out there I'm good at this <laughs> no one's looking at me yeah. right now I I do require you everyone who so listens beautiful. to the podcast to listen at, to Google Nikki Glaser hot and look at the first image that comes up. <laughs> While you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, well, that's there- how you watch it. That's how you can watch it on YouTube. We have just have a still image. <laughs> <laughs> there is a thing though, like obviously, like with women and men too. Well, like uh, the examples I think of, like Seth Rogen and Jonah Hill. Yeah. Of like being fat when you're funny and yeah. And, oh, I don't like sk- you hear like regular people be like, oh, regular whatever, like like oh, uh, skinny Jonah Hill sucks or skinny Seth yeah. Rogen. Uh, we got like them fat, you know, and then yeah, they gain no, weight people, again and yeah. they yo-yo a lot. And then, you know, or you get in really good shape and then you're Chris Pratt and then you could be like uh, a hot, like heartthrob who happens to say a couple funny things, but you're not a comedian anymore. But right. then with a woman, I feel like you either have to be skinny or like really fat. Like the industry doesn't want you to be kind of in, in the between. middle, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the same thing with comedy. You, you either want people to love you or hate you. So you're like. Yeah. Polarizing. Yeah. You you want to go one way or the other sharply. Ugh. That's interesting to stand out because you don't want to be average. Yeah. Being average for me is like the scariest word. Yeah. Like I remember my old therapist yelling at me like, you're average. That's just the way it is. And it's just like, you can't say, she was like, you're average looking. It's just the way it is. And I was just like, but you know what I was thinking when she said it, whether it's true or not, for some people it is true. They're average looking and that should be okay. I shouldn't be like, when people go, Nikki, you're not average looking. I don't want people to say that. I want them to be like, who cares if you are or not? It doesn't matter. Well, I do think we live in a world now where like podcasts and like with the internet, there is like people like it when they relate to you, when they're like, oh, that could be my friend. As opposed to before with movie stars and TV stars, it was just like. I can never be this beautiful person and we mm-hmm. all have to look up to these beautiful yeah. people and right. that's what we all have to aspire to. Now I feel like there is a there is a market for like what we do where like oh looking average. Mm-hmm. And by the way the word average automatically just sucks. Right? Like Yeah, it sounds because terrible. Because it's like yeah, it sounds terrible. Oh, you're av- like we just think of average as like Well, it means that no one's looking at you. It's like you you're you're the most people are doing what you're doing so you have a less of a chance to stand out. Yeah. But did you think as a kid, isn't that what 
I don't know, as a kid, when I was a child, that's all I wanted to be was average. I didn't want to be too tall. I didn't want to be too small. I wanted to be just like just everybody else. So just wanted to fit in. To, yeah. And just yeah. then somewhere down the line. I just wanted to look like Katie Miller. Just, <laughs> Katie Miller? I, I wanted to specifically, to, yeah, that I was just wanted. like a hot girl. She was so cool. But then, yeah, I don't know. Katie you Miller. Yeah, but yeah, you do. Sounds, just want to blend has a Katie in. Katie Miller. You but just want to blend in. But Who then tall guys get more than short guys. I want to say Gabriella. What was her last name? Purser. She was like the blonde. What is with these beautiful teacher. first names and like kind of weird last names? Like Sarah Lena Prozel is your name and <laughs> yeah. Gabriella Purser. It's the same yeah, person. It's her alter she, ego. I mean, come on, girl. <laughs> yeah. That's, That's you in a blonde oh wig, God. you son of a bitch. We kind of, yeah, wow. I'll take it. <laughs> Purcell and Prozel. Purser and Prozel. Dude, it's the same person. It's the same. It's one hundred. Who Gabri- are you? Gabriella <laughs> Purcell. That's Purcell. who she was growing up. That was me. Yeah. That was my other That's side. That's who you left in the that desert. That was my blonde in the Mojave. In we the got Mojave. a lot of questions submitted. So we did an Instagram live right before Sarah Lena showed up, and I had people um, submit questions in the live uh, for me and Andrew to tackle during the, the show. So I'm just going to go through some of them and... Uh, Okay, there's a girl that's asking for advice. Dating a guy in a $100,000 student loan debt, how fast should I run? Oh. Wait, is he in the debt? Yeah. Well, Does I mean, he have a job? more where that came from. Does he have a job? Is I know, there's so much more where that came from. Is he taking care of it? And I don't think you should run from him because if he took the chance to go to school and take on the debt, that means he's yeah. pretty ballsy, actually. Yeah, yeah and his parents didn't pay for him. He's like, I'm figuring this out. I don't know. I say mar- get pregnant. Yeah, get get pregnant. Now, if he never graduated well. and he's a fucking junior, <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, right. he's 45, run. Um, how often do you <laughs> shave? Your legs? Um, that's, legs? I think this is interesting. I don't think guys... Well, guys know how fast hair, hair grows. The guys Three are really days. ignorant about other things, like um, nails and stuff and makeup. Guys don't really fucking know a thing or two. But shaving, guys tend to know. Um, I shave... Whenever I think I'm gonna hook up for like once a month. <laughs> Are you talking about your vagina? Oh, my legs. Oh, you shave legs. once a month for your legs? Yeah, I don't really know. And, and I'm getting laser hair removal, so it's not really that bad right now. What about when you didn't have laser hair removal? Um, just if I was gonna like be in shorts, like if I'm running outside like every day, then maybe like I don't know when I remember, but. If I'm wearing like a dress, I only do it when my legs are going to be out and I know and I have to be prepared. Otherwise, no. Yeah, it's all seasonal. Keep yourself warm. Right? Sarah Lena works every day. and has I work like. so I could keep it. That, well, that's why I got laser so I could just be prepared I all didn't the time. know laser didn't remove blonde hairs. And so now oh, you have to I ex- still have do all extra? of my hair that no. I, paid, I, I paid for my arms. I paid $1,500 for my arms and it's all blonde hair and it's all back. And it, she was like, oh, yeah, blonde hair doesn't. We don't do blonde hair. I'm then like, why did she? Then why did would you recommend this? No, but it has to work, though, because my friend's blonde and she got rid of hers. You just need extra. I mean, no, it's just like these lasers don't work on blonde hairs, like no really blonde way. hairs. That's yeah. so annoying. Um, I sometimes get one long one that comes. What? How long? That you just <laughs> no, did I mean, like four inches. No, it was probably like a good four. I'm not joking, like a four inch. Whoa, really? Yeah, I'll take a picture of and it like, and, and sprout it. overnight. Um, Three weeks. You guys will see soon. Um. Okay, this is a great question from a doctor, of all people. Do you ever obsess about someone that isn't reciprocating as much? How do you stop thinking about them? I mean... (laughs) That's a good question for you, for sure. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) all we do. For me, I don't obsess, dude. I don't obsess. You you think I obsess? 
over the my current situation you think i obsess i think you a little yeah really yeah i talk about it like not that much i really don't but what's not that much I mean, you have a low tolerance, though. No, I don't oh, no, think actually, I do. You have a high one. actually. I think I have a high you tolerance. Deal, okay, deal with us, maybe ladies. I just don't. I don't think you know when you're talking about it. Oh, but it isn't on my mind as much as it used to. Be. I think it used to be, but it isn't as much. I think there's a difference between talking about it and 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 thinking about it. And then and then the other where you care. I think those are right. two different things. Huh. One is when you care and it, and it's affecting you emotionally and it's getting in right. the way of doing things like doing work and stuff because right. you're overthinking it. Right. Then the other one is it's still on the top of your mind and 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 it's like but you're functioning. But you're functioning. Yeah. That, and the, that's kind of what I like it because it just feels like a, that's a, a good place. A, to kind of a beach ball that I keep hitting. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> which always is kind of play. Fun. Yeah. But it's kind of it's distracting. But everyone needs a beach ball. I know I can hit it. It won't get it won't come back to me for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're good. But yeah, I mean, like, I don't feel like obsess is not the word I would use for myself. But I guess it's healthy for me to hear that from you who's around me a lot. I don't think I don't know. Maybe because I'm so the opposite of it. I just I. But when you were dealing with girl shit, too, like you were the same. Way. I know. But I was and dating so you, that person. I know. But listen, this is all I've got. <laughs> She's got her beach This is ball. all I've got Give her her beach ball I need something Jesus. I'm with you I'm <laughs> no. not judging I swear to God If it comes off judgy I, I really I'm about Right it. It's literally only com- Like It's coming from a place Where I don't think He's The person's reciprocating As much Oh are you sure I, Of course That's I what know I was that. talking about With but, this Yeah well dude I'm the one that says it all the time that he doesn't think of me at all. I've said it probably more than you've thought it. So, okay, so don't act wh- like that's some novel. Idea. I don't think it's novel. Okay, but like, okay, I, but let's I just answer. What was the time. question? What was the question? <laughs> do you do you ever obsess about someone that isn't reciprocating as much? How do you stop thinking about them? Okay, so how do you stop thinking about them? Um, well, when they're not, recipro- it actually helps me if they um, eventually show me who they really are in like a pretty bad way. Like when it, I always like reach a bottom with these guys. And if you let them mistreat you enough, you and you work on yourself enough to like have self esteem, hopefully those converge at the same time. And so when someone's shitty to you, you're just like, ugh. You're just kind of turned off by them. So that's what I work on is like liking myself more so that when people who don't like me, are not into me, then I'm just like, oh, okay, good. I don't, then you're, you have bad taste. Bye. And that's what I feel like with this person. Like my problem with this person and with other men is that they come back around. And as soon as I'm mm. feel like I've moved on and I can start, start entertaining the idea of someone new or being like doing anything else, then they come back around. And also I'm fucking busy as shit and it's fun to think about these guys. And it brings me so much joy to like fantasize mm-hmm. yeah. that, I don't, I'd rather have it than nothing. You know, like I don't, I I, I like having a crush, even if it's an unrequited one or like, because also it's not that this guy isn't into me. He just will never love me, but he definitely wants to fuck me. And that still feels good. Isn't there some value in that? Yeah, I think so. I'm with you. (laughs) Andrew, you know, that's terrible. I don't know. I'm just thinking. I don't want to say the wrong thing and then have you get upset. But I mean, Last night well, we like, were in Vegas and you were horny and you would have just you were obsessed with getting laid. No, because no? I didn't do it. Yeah, it's like that I, thing that Dan. But was you were saying tired about that. that 
<laughs> it was tired. No, I yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go. No, Dan was saying that adaptation, that movie and adaptation, something about Nicolas Cage. It's basically it doesn't matter what the other person does. How does that person make you it's like your own story. He makes you feel love and you feel excited about your day and he gives you something to shave for, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It's about but you. I, the thing is I I know he I know these guys the and for the other ones too, like fucking you know who? I knew that he was n- not into me as much as I was into him. And, but whatever, I knew that he wouldn't be into anyone. It wasn't, I didn't take it yeah. personally. These, this guy, when he's not into me, I'm not like, like he doesn't respect me. It's like, he is unable to do that to anyone. So it doesn't affect me. Like I am a bad person that he doesn't like me. Yeah. Yes. He can be disappointing. Cause I'm like, damn it. I thought I was going to get to hold someone's hand that I really like. Fuck. But I'm not like, <laughs> boys don't love me. Okay. But my thing though is that, okay. Like that girl wants to just be my friend that I thought was attractive and that was fun to hang out with. And I found out. Yes. Yes. And it it sucks a little bit, but like so much of it is like, okay, so then let's say your, your self-esteem has gone, you're working on yourself and then you're like, well, whatever, you're going to treat me like shit, go fuck yourself. And then you're like, well, then they come back around and then why are we even letting that motherfucker come back around? You know? Like, why are we letting, like, if we really did work on ourselves because, and we were over it, then why are we letting them back? Um, because the way they touched you made you feel alive. Um, because when you kissed them, it made you feel like a new person. And the next day you were in a great mood because yeah. um, having s- romantic chemistry with someone is one of the most intoxicating drugs ever. And that's why. It's true. It feels good. But no, did I've it come it, back I'd different? Do, I would do it all the time with, like, my college girlfriend. I would get better. I would get in shape. I'd to shape. get her back. I'd get her. No, not to get her back. Just to like, I thought. Just to work on yourself. Yeah, it was just surface shit though. Yeah, And yeah, so yeah. then I'd get attraction from other girls. I'd stop calling her and then right when she came back. Because I wasn't, because the foundation wasn't really strong. Like yeah. I, I was doing all these things to get attention from women. Not for like myself. Not for yourself. Mm-hmm. So like you could work yeah. on yourself like, like, uh. Like, it's kind of bullshit if you're just working on yourself to get attraction from someone else to get that other person. Yeah. Then you're not over there. It could be a, a kickstart. But I think in the end, if it really starts working and you work on yourself then you start thinking, yeah, maybe you don't even need that person. Then you outgrow them. I know that's happened in some of our yeah. relationships. Like, oh, OK, that's outgrown. Now I need and maybe the other person keeps coming back because the kiss feels good or the chemistry is so strong. But I think eventually if they don't stick and you keep working on yourself, then they sort of like fall shut off. Shut away. You. They shut away. Mm-hmm. And then there'll be someone else intoxicating. And so it's really just all about working on yourself. Right. It is. And the problem is like I'm I work really. I feel like I work really hard on myself. And You're it's good. like these guys can't keep up, catch up. And but the thing is, if they even do a little bit, I'm willing to work. I work on myself so I can work with people who are not healthy. Yeah. Like I do work on myself to manage people, other people's stuff because I grew up with like, we all grew up with like other people's personalities and we we're trying to manage it all. And I work on myself right currently without, with trying not to manage other people's lives and to let go of that. And to like, so I'm equipped to deal with someone who is going through stuff, but I need them to work on themselves. And that's what I feel about a lot of these guys that like, I say he could never love me, but listen, if this guy or any of these guys like worked on themselves, they could love me or someone else. But right now they don't have it in them. And I don't feel mm-hmm. threatened when they don't love me. Cause I'm like this person, if he ended up with someone tomorrow and was like madly in love with some girl and it was all over Instagram, 
Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't well, be like, wow, he really loves her. It happened with what's his name? Oh, oh yeah, it happened recently. Yeah. A guy that I dated, like last week, is all over Instagram, like making out with a girl, like dancing and like having a great time, like doing all the things that like I could have pictured myself doing that I did picture myself doing with him, and um, I really was like happy for him. Yeah, but I because I but I also said to myself, I well I'm I hope they are perfectly suited for each other i truly do and maybe he's done work on it you know like even that like i feel like actually they're a good fit but it's not gonna be perfect like i think that oh my god she's gonna get this side of him that's like the best thing ever it's like no they have their own shit that they'll deal with and um i don't know i wasn't hurt by it it was thank god when i saw it i really my first reaction i think you showed me first Mm -hmm. andrew i was like genuinely happy for him yeah you seem to handle it very well i really didn't go back to it and like zoom in i mean i i, I was he like didn't oh. in a swift it i didn't swift no, you could swift someone else too yeah oh yeah you could swift someone yeah. else like, oh yeah that's good. she's not as cute I've as swifted i thought people. She, or she's way prettier than i thought and oh my god i can't even stare this i mean i i definitely <laughs> don't follow people likes. when they're too hot yeah <laughs> um okay here's another question have you had a good self-induced cry sesh lately no, but I was meditating on it today when I was on the plane and I was like, I really want to cry later. So I might watch something later to get myself crying and then just try to like shut my laptop and like really focus on crying. Do you, what about you, Sarah Lena? Have you cried yes. alone recently? Oh, yes. To what? How did you get there? I just started thinking about my ex actually. I was thinking not not necessarily about him, just of a time that you, like you won't have moments again. And sometimes I either really like moments or yeah and they're gone and sometimes i miss the moments you know what i mean yeah you, so then i feel nostalgic so it brings a tear but it you know it's not like because you well, miss you just anything. like be laying in bed and a tear will like drip down to your perfectly like little silk pillow and like Gabriella. you have like a, a beautiful yes. candle your apartment's so and then i beautiful. fart and it smells like flowers so i just kind of crop dust around the apartment and there's something so interesting about Lena <laughs> that i do want to bring up that i f- i think about frequently with you which is like um that g- g- beautiful women have to do and i didn't think about it but like you often have felt well, in, in high school, you started modeling when you were 16, mm-hmm. right? Uh, 15. 15, when you were, like, discovered. Then you went to Paris mm-hmm. when you were 16 mm-hmm. and, like, saw the world. And you grew up in, like, California City, California. That's, like, the f- even smaller than Fresno. Yeah, there's, like, there was 2,000 people in town. Oh, my God. Tiny. So then, but the girls at high school didn't understand why you were this model because you were, like, you look different. <laughs> I was, like, You yeah. were Filipino. Yes. And now you <laughs> are... Polynesian, Polynesian baby, <laughs> little twenty three and me, twenty three and me. I don't even. Was it the twenty three and me that brought no, this about? No, it was um, the realization that your yes. my mom was adopted. The whole thing, you know. Yeah, but yeah, in the end, still Filipino at heart. Yeah, at heart. But but yeah, yeah. but it's so mixed up. Anyways, I mean, we're all mixed up. Who knows what we really oh, are? Oh, we're all mixed up. We're all mixed yeah. up. But that's don't know what to do. do. Then, then you turn, turn around and the person is you. And it's end of end of end of end of end of so From let's get it up on your, your ass. Three eleven. Shout out. <laughs> um, so, but in we high got school, to you had to like girls were so jealous <laughs> of you and how high you were. Regrets. You had to like play up, um, like being gross around boys. <laughs> it was like a defense I, mechanism you made so you could make your girlfriend. That I wanted to make people feel. You know, you get that feeling. I get that. I get that. I would do that at parties. Yeah, you. You make an ass out of yourself, so then I'm you like, can't I'm get not denied. a threat. 
Yeah. You can't Don't get, worry. You I'm not after you. No, no, no. That's not. That's different. She f- she wanted girlfriends, and the girl her girlfriends were yeah. jealous of her because she was so beautiful, and all the boys liked her, and so and it would cause friction between them and their like uh-huh. the girls and their boyfriends. And so Seralina would be very like broy around these guys so that she could maintain these relationships with her girlfriends and they wouldn't get jealous of her. In case they were jealous of me. In but case, it, listen, the- it, you wouldn't have come up with that defense mechanism no, if it I wasn't did, true. I would do things like make weird faces or just, you know, hey, yeah, you be can my really friend. look disgusting. Thank like, you. you have, that one face that you can make <laughs> is so amazing. It's Thanks. one of the most like, like you go from looking like the most beautiful <laughs> woman in the world to. Truly, one of those little urchins that surrounded uh, um, <laughs> Ursula. Yeah, or those the scream things. mask. Or the scream, scream mask. Yeah, yeah it does go scream. You mask. would be amazing if someone's casting a horror film. If you need like a really thin, beautiful woman to like be a creature underneath like some kind of no makeup deck. artist needed. I would save on no budget. makeup artist. I mean, yeah. I'll it's just do it completely. Crazy this my- face you can make. It's it's up. It's <laughs> not. Human. That's when I you know, know I'm like. Me of too. Remember Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's that the character. Clay. On a, on the clay. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. That stretches their yeah. face. Yeah. Aww, it looks thanks. like that. Or it looks like the masks in the village. <laughs> Remember the village? Like, that's what it is. It's freaky as shit. But I just thought that was interesting because, like, and my, I think my sister had to do that, too. Girls, really, including me, were, like, fucking hated my sister because she was so beautiful. And I was, like, probably the ringleader, except that I didn't. <laughs> In terms of like my mental anguish about it, but like I probably didn't make her feel that good and safe to be around. She probably felt she had to do the same things because it was like all the boys like you, Lauren. I'd get drunk and just like cry and make her feel bad about being so pretty. (sighs) And it's like you know, but there's the other type of girl that's like, which I always wish I was, just kind of like, yeah, well, you not being into me because of the way I look is your problem and this is who I am and standing in yourself in that confidence oh, and oh, great. imagine right yeah <gasps> I'm beautiful hear me roar that's what I would like I know sometimes like people tell me that it's like no I'm not hiding it. I'm not over confident <laughs> to hide it <laughs> you know what I mean what do you mean like there's like certain women that like whatever society says where they're bigger and whatever mm-hmm. but they have like all this like attitude and like confidence and you're like yeah but underneath that there's a sad person on yeah there. like not her like right you know what i mean yeah maybe they're just not i think there's people that really stand in their beauty i mean ashley graham she's like yeah i wonder she- if i mean there must be some of these plus size models who are like being like i love my body body positivity that that definitely struggle there just isn't any way and that's why i like refuse I think it's good because we need that so much, but I can't lie and be like, I love the skin I'm in. Yeah. I'm like, I can't get laser the skin I'm in off my face. Like I'm still, but there are things that you kind of just like, if you have freckles, you have freckles, you know, like you can't like, and not that freckles is a flaw or anything. I'm not saying, yeah, yeah. but it's sort of like, my dad was saying this today because I was having an issue about my age. I'm like, well, I'm in my thirties and mid thirties. And what am I going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. How am I, I don't know. It just started, I started getting a funk about it but there's nothing i can do about it this yeah. is who i am this is the body i'm it in. really is. is there's nothing you can do you're aging it's that's the thing is like women are sold this lie that we're not going to age or something or that it's unavoid like it's avoidable yeah but it's not no we're it just, just gonna isn't. keep or we die. Then you watch- I, was, I was looking at the waitresses at the uh hotel that were like probably like 65 or older mm-hmm. yeah and they still have to wear like skimpy outfits did you feel like, bad or how did I you felt feel really like a lot of empathy for them and like sadness for them but maybe they're but then then i looked again and i was like 
they actually seem like they're having a pretty good time. It's like, why am I putting that on them that yeah. their age is making them sad that they're right. wearing? Maybe they feel hot and maybe they're not, you know, I don't know. Like my perception could be wrong. Right. But at first I was like, oh, I feel so bad that she has to keep fucking coming here. Yeah. And like, yeah, I just want to look drunk. cool when I'm an older woman. You just yeah. want to look cool. You don't, you're not trying to go for fuckable. Yeah. You just try to look like as cool as possible, which is like, yeah, kind of like dressing like a man. To be honest, dress. Yeah, eventually, like old men and old women, they look. The they kind of merge, yeah, just merge. like babies. You go from being a baby, which is kind of androgynous, yeah. like you're, you don't know, and, and then, then we go back to androgyny. Yeah. yeah, it's great, and you go back to unfuckability. You, as a baby, you hope you're unfuckable, right? Yeah, and then as a very old person, you hope you're unfuckable because you're a ba- you're vulnerable, and so you might as well get it all get in you. now. It's true. Like you look as fuckable as possible when you're it, the crown like the most fit you are because then you yeah. can fight off people that want to fuck you. You shouldn't be fuckable when you're defenseless. Yeah, but my grandma That's still true. wants to get fucked and she's 99. No, senior citizen homes have the yeah, worst f- STDs. Yeah. My mom worked I one. can't believe, but I wonder how much your grandma's actually fucking and like... Well, at 99, probably too much. <laughs> she's 99? Yeah, she turned 99 a week ago. Wow. It's, it was so cute. She was like singing with her bushel friend. Bushel in a pack. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bushel in a pack, that was like the... A hug around my neck. That was yeah. what the hot ninety sure. hot ninety seven was playing in nineteen twenty three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the last song she remembers because she has dementia. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Worst bombing stories from your careers. What's the most embarrassing? Like, what's the worst job? You, worst you've ever done on a job, or worst experience you've had on a job where you bombed? Or in life, have you ever bombed and like bombed where something was like a big? It just deal went so you- badly. Ooh. That you could like if you could take back. You ever trip while walking down? The I road? never trip while I always quivered that that would happen. No, but she doesn't. Oh, you do, know what? Do you I do did runway? Have? I used to. Oh my yeah, God, you when did? I was young. Cool. Something happened. I don't think anyone noticed it. And this was a. But basically, <laughs> I had to wear these Daisy Dukes, and I went down the runway, and I had a tampon string dangling out. Damn. Of it. But like, I don't think wow. anyone noticed. But I remember looking down, changing. My oh, shoe there's off. nothing worse when you're. Yeah. A young girl being like, oh, oh my God, I have a period. Yeah, yeah, I bet there was some designer like, whoa, so forward. Now I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I should have just taken it out at yeah. the end of the runway, yeah, whipped it were, around. Right. <laughs> just swung like, it wow. like a lasso. <laughs> so swung it like a lasso. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I, I was talking it about it walked, walked. at the end of my set because I just got my period two days ago and I haven't had it for like fucking forever and I'm so excited. Milk thistle. My sister, I, we landed and we had a layover from Tulsa to um, Vegas. We had a layover in Dallas. in Dallas and I went, to, there was a GNC and I was like, oh, my sister told me like, because I'm doing acupuncture to get it back. I'm doing these herbal teas. But my sister was like, oh, just take milk thistle. But I forgot what oh, yeah. she had told me. So I called her in the middle of this GNC. Andrew was with me and we were walking between gates and um, she was like, it's milk thistle. And I was like, sweet. Thanks, Lauren. And I like walk up or uh, and I'm like in the middle of it being like, how did you get your period back? Milk thistle. Thank you. <laughs> and I pay for it at the desk and I walk to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom before I went to Starbucks and I started my period like right after I bought oh. the milk thistle. I didn't so even take it. So that's all you need. Have and you so I went back it? into have the GNC and I slammed it down. I go, I just started my period. I know you heard me. Before. Can and I she get my like, money back? Can I get my money? So I got my money back. I was like, Amazing. I don't need. Oh. I, don't need <laughs> I love it. it that you just didn't take it. No, I don't need it. That's it's back, good. baby. It's back. Coming it was in. So I was so excited. that you returned. I didn't know you returned. Oh, I returned it. it. I was return like, I don't need it. Of the, oh, I thought return of the period. Return, All I return need of the milk. milk. I just needed return to buy it. Return of the milk. <laughs> yeah. Return. Um, yeah. My, I don't return know. Of the, the worst bomb 
I, I go back to the Koch brothers one. Oh yeah. Where I you performed, performed for no. the nephew of the Koch brothers. They're worth $40 billion. And I met him. I was only six months in the comedy. I'd do a half hour for his birthday show. And I showed up. It was just a private room with like 10 billionaires just standing there or sitting there eating dinner, watching me with no microphone and no speaker. And I just had to fucking entertain them. And I could hear him eating lobster while I was performing. <sighs> And then, uh, so I had to do 30 minutes and I didn't have three minutes at the time. Dude. And so then I ended up just doing crowd work and I just yelled at the guys <laughs> that they were all trust fund kids. And then the one guy goes, well, I work in air conditioning. I go, get out of here, you poor piece of shit. And I thought it would be funny and no one laughed. Oh my God. And then, <laughs> and then, oh my God. And then, uh, I'm so uncomfortable. And so then, yeah. And so then I had to sit back down. I only did like 12 oh minutes. And so I'm sitting there with all these billionaires and then they're telling me why it wasn't funny. And then we're eating dessert and then he didn't have my money. So then I had to go get money from him the next day. And I played tennis against this guy. Wyatt Coke. You got to Google him. He's absurd looking. Oh. And I ended up like the next day. Yeah, I had to, to wear all white, Ugh. too. So I had to go buy an all white outfit. So I was down like 80 bucks. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. So Wait, what did they pay you? 500 for a half Ugh, hour jesus christ the fucking coke brothers paid you 500 dollars. dude it was the most insane gig ever i mean have you've done some charity gigs dude i did one the other night Serlina. Yeah. <laughs> it was the best thing I've, it was my favorite gig i've ever seen Serlina, will you walk us through it up i mean can i'll start it off i got asked to do this gig this woman dm'd me on instagram hmm? and asked me to do uh this i, I want to find her name or her charity it was for this like backpack event. Um, backpack event. I'm trying to think of how she got me to do it. A U D G E. Hold you on. What do think it was? High waist jeans or something? Oh yeah, high it was called like High Water Women. I go. I thought it was a. Hi- I thought it was a high waisted <laughs> jeans company. I agreed to this. I thought you guys would like give me free, free subscription plan to your jeans, <laughs> jeans a month club. Um, so I walked into this event thinking that it was like free jeans. So literally, she te- what did she write? Hi, Nikki, huge fan. The nonprofit I'm on, the junior board of High Water Women, <laughs> is holding a fundraising event February 13th in the Lower East Side, and we were hoping you would participate. The nonprofit teaches financial literacy to underprivileged, underprivileged teens and young adults in New York City and does a backpack drive yearly to get school supplies for underprivileged New York kids. If, you're, if you could donate 15 minutes of your time, we would be forever grateful. So I just thought it was a show that I was yeah. going to be performing 15 minutes on. Even though there wasn't any indication of that. She was pretty clear. It's a cool it charity, but a yeah. fundraising event. To me, it sounds like there would have been some kind of like panel. She, I, she, I go, hi, what do you need me to do? A set on a show? She said, hi, thank you so much for responding. Yes, a quick set would be awesome oh, for okay. however long you would be comfortable. Like your sets at the Comedy Cellar? I said, she said, really, whatever you're comfortable with would go such a long way for us. I said, sure, what time? So she gave me time. Great. She followed up. It's happening. Yes, yes. I said 8.30. She goes, yes, I'll quickly introduce you and then you'll be on at 8.30. And I'm like, okay. I just didn't even read it. I'm like, yes, yes, I'll see you then. So I walked in at 8.30 with Seralina and it was just a packed, a small restaurant bar packed <laughs> with like 20 some, the 30s somethings, 40s somethings, women and, and like mostly four women, men. Yeah. And four men. And like, it felt like, um, like a baby shower, maybe? Would yes. that explain it? That's a really good... Or it's like not a, like a birthday party. Like a really... Like a, like a, yeah, like a birthday... It was an intimate setting. It felt and like Nikki an overpacked wedding reception. And I, I mean, I know, like, you get recognized. I realize, like, you're famous and all. But this was like... 
I mean, you were God. It was awesome. It was oh, awesome for that's me. That's not how I felt at all. It's it so was, funny though. that that's so funny. It, it was. You said it. It sounded like they were like still talking when you got. Well, up. they were in the back. They were, but at first, like the first, like first people were like, ah, they're screaming and like oh, when yeah. they saw you because oh. they were all there to see me. So it was like definitely it was really like sweet. I was the main event. So they were like freaked out that I just walked in and was like standing among them. I guess yeah. <laughs> and then was... she brought me on stage cold. I mean, she got up on this mic and it was just like this the worst PA system. <laughs> no one was listening to her. She gave like a little speech about what they do with backpacks and shit. No and... jokes. No jokes. No, but that and, and but she was really nice yeah. and everyone was so everyone nice. Was so sweet. With you. I just was like. What is try this? to find a place of like and I was so tired I had to go on the road the next day I think and it was just like it was a long fucking day a long like I had worked since 7 a.m. it was just a wild day and I was like I can't believe I'm doing a show for free in this in a situation where I'm not set up to do well what am I doing with my time but you killed it was so funny you walked up but there. I just there like people looked talking. at you handed you my stuff and was like I'm going to find a way to enjoy this. I have to find a way to enjoy I this. I thought it was amazing. That's beautiful, dude. Yeah. You and then I got up and I on. had one of the best sets it was I've ever had. Amazing. I have to I listen mean, back to it. I have to you have, really should. I've been giving my assistant my sets and having her like listen and be like, we write down anything new that I said because I can't remember all the new stuff that I, I come mean, up with. You opened it up with what was amazing. So I'm standing there. I mean, you saw, but in the back, people were just like mumbling. They were having a party. It was like a baby shower. Yeah. There's yeah. a party in the back. And then all of a sudden, Nikki gets up. And she's like, oh, great. Yeah, people are talking. It was it was a weird. It wasn't. And then I don't know. And at first, everyone was kind of doing your thing. And I was thinking in myself, listen, I have the utmost faith in you. I'm like, how is she going to from this room? Like nobody. It's just everyone's kind of flailing. Maybe everyone's drinking way too much. It's just like, how do you bring it in? And then I, I would give it less than a minute later. Everyone was completely captivated, Aww. but you were, it was amazing. They were just like captivated. There were, you could hear a penny drop. It was from like this loud, rowdy baby shower. And I don't mean to put it down like that, but that's what it felt like. And then, um, <laughs> there was like no, four guys at the baby shower. Have, They're like, Nikki gets up there, calls everyone out. You know what it is? It's you observe, which is probably what all you comedians do after you, you observe what's happening and you made it funny. It was amazing. It was like this, uh, and you could hear pennies drop. It was amazing. It was so, it was so funny because then I, wa- I walked off stage <laughs> and they present me with this gigantic bouquet of flowers. Like It was, it was like, the night before Thanksgiving, Valentine's Day. It was only f- the flowers I got for Valentine's Day. <laughs> but I loved them. And, uh, and, and it was a huge bouquet. And I'm just walking down. I what, mean, massive. The thing is, the I street. saw this. I, there was two people holding the bouquet and it was behind the head. And All they I knew I wanted to get in and floating. get out. I mean, I was there for less than a minute before I was brought on stage. I was there for four seconds after I walked. I walked off stage out of the door and they just handed me flowers and a card and I was on my way. Oh, you could. We, then we just laughed our way down the street and then we had a really good dinner. Such it was so fun. One. That was a fun night. But you walking with that bouquet, it was just killing You me. were laughing so hard at me. Oh, so so happy. The whole moment was so funny. Is observing and being like, because I remember you told me that you said like, I get paid a lot to do like oh yeah I got like there and I go like, I cannot believe what is happening right now I was like I don't know why I'm here I don't really know what this is or how in the hell I I think I was probably on Am- I didn't say this but I think I was maybe on Ambien when I agreed <laughs> to do this what yeah. how did you get me I get paid thousands of dollars to do this and uh, yeah That's, I just called it are, out I think stand ups probably listen to your podcast like. Like what I did at the Koch brothers thing, I went right in. I, I should have acknowledged that I'm in a room full of billionaires and like like right up top. So hard to it's do. Hard you to think do. you're going to acknowledge what's going on, but you like sometimes you go out there and you're like, oh, I've got this line and this line. Then you get out there and you're just like instantly in material and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa what did I just do? I just jumped the gun kind mm-hmm. of. And there's nothing worse than like acknowledging and observing and then not getting a response. You're like, but I'm doing 
that right thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. When you think you're doing the oh, right yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't always go the yeah. way. Also, the Koch brother guy killed before me, talking about money. Really? Yeah. Oh, he destroyed. Yeah, he's a rich guy with a lot of money. And they were all like, oh, I got money. I got money. money and money, money. Um, they all want him to like them. Yeah. So they all were super. Nice generous people, with laughter. Oh, nice. that's good. Um, how are your bunions? <laughs> is the next question. This guy loves my bunions. Um, <laughs> they hurt. They hurt the rest of my toes are being affected. I have now corns in between some of my toes, and they just hurt so bad. And they're not grotesque, but they just hurt. And now I have these little gel sleeves that I put on my toes, and I'm like, this is where I am as a woman. Can I ask a question? Sure. Would your bunions, if you never wore women's shoes, would you have? Would do women no. get bunions naturally? No, no you're born. it's your shoes. It's your shoe. No, wait. No, I don't have. Bunions. It's not hereditary. But she doesn't have it. Yeah, but it's like the way you walk. It's like, yeah, there's definitely a skeletal thing. But if I didn't have if I didn't have to wear tiny women's shoes or wore them, my feet would not look the way. they. OK, do. so my point is, is why is there not? And I, this sounds funny, but why is there not like more bunion awareness? <laughs> With like younger girls, Bunion like why awareness. is it not a because thing? Because it doesn't because matter. They... It's something you can control that's hurting a lot of women. Because it there's no alternative. No, the alternative you don't wear. You it. have surgery, right? Do people no, have the, surgery? Yeah, they have surgery. You don't wear like... women's shoes. You don't wear those yeah, kind of shoes. Yeah, but there's no alternative to look having cute feet with cute outfits. You can't look cute. You look your leg looks so much better when you're in a high heeled shoe. It just is a thing. Yeah. yeah, it's why there's a reason why we wear it. So you if you opt out. Then you don't get to look. So cute. if it was worse than bunions, maybe bunions is just not bad enough where people yeah, stop no. their behavior. And it makes foot rubs feel so much better because like your feet are. I don't are, even it, mind and, a bunion. It just I think it looks kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't hot. mind the look of it anymore. I really don't care. But it's just they hurt. They oh, like are causing my whole body skeletal yeah. issues because it fucks up your alignment. And now my other toes are like, like clawing up, like <laughs> hammer toeing, like this. And you can't straighten them again. And then they all like get weird. The joints like I watch all this stuff on um, ASMR. I watch people like get their. Can you do things to correct? Yeah, you can wear gel sleeves and all that shit. Like the things I'm doing. Yeah. To to correct it. No. I mean, yeah, there's probably like yoga and shit you can do. You could shave your bunion. I've heard that. before. Yeah, I know. I wish. Isn't that insane? Yeah. But it'll just grow back. But it, and it's not about the pain. The Listen, pain I know there. anything about bunions. If you want to talk to me about the, like, Bunion I really awareness. know everything about bunions. You so, should do a bit about bunions. I think it's a I'm very common with thing with women, and it's a very funny word. Obviously. Oh my god. Bunion. Yeah. I'm naming I mean, my kid that. But the thing like is, onion. I love getting foot rubs, and I love when my feet hurt. So like, getting my bunion rubbed feels so much more amazing than if I didn't have it. So I'm sometimes grateful for it. Yeah, you have a six toe to take care of. Yeah, it's true. That's so true. Yeah. It's amazing. So, it's, it is amazing. <laughs> yeah, your feet are so no, perfect and I don't little. Know you have a little bit of a bunion, but it's not. A bunion. But it's They're normal. so dry yeah, right really now. You feet. have the best feet, Saralina. Oh, that's, I think my feet might be my, my uh, favorite thing about yourself. My feature. Yeah, n- no, it's not. <laughs> no, I think they, I feel like they. I mean, they, they I are spectacular. Comfort- yeah, your, your ring toe you. is the hottest like thing about toe. you by far. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah. sweet. That's sweet. Um, we've covered a lot here. This is a great a uh, podcast. You know what we're going to close out with is an explanation from Ari Finling about why he had a goddamn scale oh. because he got back to me. What did he say? So Ari Finling wrote, it was it was in my old office that I hadn't cleaned out that I cleaned out and haven't brought it home yet. It's not intended to stay there. I came from there at 7am and had shows that night and didn't feel like lugging a scale around the city. 
Good, good. All right, Ari, thank you. That is a good excuse for having a scale at work. What? Why what? was it at his other office? Why was? But yeah, why do you even need a scale at your office? <laughs> yeah. That's what we're getting to. Ari, <laughs> you didn't address the issue, which is why do you need to weigh yourself at work? Why did he have work? it at the first? Why are you weighing yourself at work? What is going on? Okay, so answer to that. And um, I guess we'll hear about it on the next podcast because we're at the end of the podcast. <laughs> I thought you had some good answers for us. I waited to you read your read text that, until like, the he end. You read that like he had a good Yeah, I know, I know. We actually acted like we had solved something here. God damn it, Ari. <laughs> That's so funny. All right, thank you for listening to the podcast this week. We're going to be in Minneapolis this weekend. St. Louis uh, also this weekend, my home city. Uh, single tickets still available, I think, to the to some of the shows, or just you might be able to sit with someone. The late but show at the Minneapolis. Minneapolis has li- still, but the early one is singles. Okay, singles for Minneapolis. Uh, late show Minneapolis. We've still got couples available, but hey, listen, buy a meet and greet. We got amazing merchandise for sale. Really, really cute shirts, uh, tour shirts. I'm so excited about all of it. Posters that I've signed. Um, meet and greets you can buy. We can meet each other. Um, also, yeah, so go alone to shows. You know I always want you to go alone to things, and it would mean a lot to me if you went alone to my show, and then you um, Instagrammed about how you went alone because that means you really don't care and that you're cool and secure with yourself. I love and people you that go alone. Someone. And you might meet someone that else that goes alone. Taste mm. shit. Yeah, that's a good point. Talk to people in the line. Talk to people in the line. That's a great way to meet people. I met a really nice um, father and son when I went to go see Sam Harris live in, in line at the Wiltern. It was like, oh, my God, like all these people, we all have something in common. I forgot that about going to concerts and stuff. So I saw good. Jim Jeffries alone. Yeah. You did? And I made friends with the couple next to me, and we like – you're laughing like new friends. I don't know. It's nice. It's oh, fun. that's cool. Yeah. Well, go see me alone. Uh, Andrew Collin, thank you so much for being here. Thanks Sarah Lena Prozel, thank you for being here. Thank Listen you. Listen to, um, and- just while you're listening to this podcast, why don't you s- subscribe to Andrew's podcast, Puddles with Andrew Collin. People fucking love it. I have puddle fans at my shows every week. That's <laughs> that how I know. That was yelling puddles. Yeah. One your- of your <laughs> wacko fans just goes, puddles. <laughs> Puddles, puddles. During my set, it was so obnoxious. I was like, "That's the worst thing you can do." No, I mean it's psychotic. It did make me want her as a fan. (laughs) (laughs) I was glad I got her money and not her actual fandom. Oh, Ari's writing back. LOL. That's not an answer, Ari. Uh, Sarah Lena, thank you for being here. You can follow her at Sarah Lena C E R E L I N A N Y C on Instagram, and uh, we'll see you next week. Uh, Squirt, squirt. Yeah. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.